Okay, let's open our Bibles. And just open it. Just no particular place. I'm just kidding. Uh, Isaiah 48. Isaiah chapter 48. Names and titles of Jesus Christ. How about one of our favorites? He is our Redeemer. Now, if He hadn't been our Redeemer, He's still the Redeemer. Redeemer is His name. To redeem is to buy back that which has been taken captive. And we were certainly in captivity to the world, the flesh, the devil, sin, death. And Jesus Christ has redeemed us. Father, thank you for the opportunity to sing your praise together with your people. And we ask now that you would help us as we open the Bible. Uh, Lord, to know uh, just, just what needs to be said about these verses at hand. And help us, Lord, to receive the truth from these passages. Lord, not just learn about, about you, but know you. Have a better relationship with you. Be more devoted to you. Be more in love with you. Help us, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Isaiah forty-eight sixteen. Come ye near unto me. Hear ye this. I have not spoken in secret from the beginning. Thank God for that. Aren't you glad you got his word? Uh, from the time that it was, there am I. And now the Lord God in His Spirit hath sent me. Sounds like a trinity to me. The Lord God and His Spirit hath sent me. And the me that is sent is the one who has spoken from the beginning. So right there in that verse, you've got the Father, and you've got the Word, and you've got the Holy Spirit. Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. See the capital R there? Redeemer, that is his name. I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. Isaiah 49 and verse number 7. Thus saith the Lord, the Redeemer, capital R, of Israel and his Holy One, to him whom man despiseth, to him whom the nation abhorreth, to be a servant of rulers, kings shall see and arise, princes also shall worship because of the Lord that is faithful and the Holy One of Israel, and he shall choose thee. So twice he's called Redeemer with a capital R, Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54 and verse number 5. God speaking the nation of Israel in the context, for thy maker... Is thine husband, the Lord of hosts, is his name, and thy Redeemer, capital R, the Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth, shall he be called. For the Lord hath called thee as a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit, and a wife of youth when thou hast refused, saith thy God. For a small moment have I forsaken thee, but with great mercies will I gather thee. In a little wrath I hid my face from thee for a moment, but with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee, saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, and again the capital R. So three times we have established that the name of, of, of the Word, the name of the Son is Redeemer. Aren't you glad? There is one who redeems, one who buys back, one who is willing to purchase uh, that which is uh, being held by another. Now, let's go to Jeremiah. We'll be right back to Isaiah in just a minute, so don't lose it. Jeremiah 50. Let's look at two, four, six characteristics quickly of this Redeemer. 
Jeremiah chapter 50 and verse number 34. Jeremiah 50, 34. Their Redeemer, capital R, is strong. The Lord of hosts is His name. I'm glad my Redeemer's strong. Bible says in Proverbs 23, Proverbs chapter 23, He is strong. Proverbs 23, verse 11. For their Redeemer is mighty. He shall plead their cause with thee. Our Redeemer is strong. Our Redeemer is mighty. Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43. And verse number 14. Isaiah 43, verse 14. Thus saith the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sake I have sent to Babylon and so forth. Our Redeemer is holy. I'm glad of that. What if He was strong and mighty, but He was wicked? What if He was strong and mighty, but He was defiled? What if He was strong and mighty, but He was perverted? But to have a Redeemer who is strong and mighty and holy, what a blessing that is. That means He will use His strength to do what is right. Praise God. Now, Isaiah 44, Isaiah 44 and verse number 6. Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel and His Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last, and beside me there is no God. Our Redeemer is the only true God. You've not been redeemed by man. You've not been redeemed by men. You've been redeemed by God Himself. Isaiah 44, 24. Thus saith the Lord thy Redeemer, that formed thee from the womb. I am the Lord that maketh all things, that stretcheth forth the heavens alone, that spreadeth abroad the earth by Myself. He is the Creator. Our God, now, now listen, not just the big things, the little things, not just the little things, the big things. The same God that stretched out the heavens, that same God forms little just beginning babies in the womb. That's God. That's our Redeemer. He's the creator of the big things, the small things, the small things, the big things. He makes it all. It's all, it's all His handiwork. And Isaiah 63 one more characteristic of our strong, mighty, holy Redeemer, who is God the Creator. Isaiah 63 and verse 16. Doubtless thou art our father, though Abraham be ignorant of us, and Israel acknowledge us not. Thou, O Lord, art our father, our Redeemer. Thy name is from everlasting. Our Redeemer is eternal. Praise the Lord for that. That's why, that's why I can have eternal redemption. My Redeemer is eternal. So thank God for that. Wouldn't that be awful? You, you, you say, well, I'm free. Well, how do you know you're free? Well, somebody paid for my redemption. I, I belong to them now. Well, who is it? And, and you name the name. I'm sorry, he died. You, you're back up for auction. You're back up for sale. The one that bought you, he's gone. But if you've been redeemed by the Redeemer... Capital R, Jesus Christ, you've got everlasting life. 
because your Redeemer is everlasting. What a blessing about that is. All right, now, let's see what he does and how he does it. I mean, it's one thing to say, I'm the Redeemer. It's another thing to actually redeem. Correct? Isaiah chapter 60. Isaiah chapter 60. Some of you will look at me funny there. If I say something, you know, a lot of times I, I'm thinking one thing, I say something else, or I'm talking this sentence, but I'm thinking about the next two sentences. If I say, if I say this wrong, you've got to tell me. You can't, I'll, be, I'll be going home, and my wife will say, you know what you said? I said, why didn't somebody tell me? I'll tell you what I did up there Friday night. I was supposed to, I was supposed to preach from uh, six, 6 to 9. We're supposed to go three hours. And I had all this material. I mean, tons of material. They wanted me to overview the four Gospels in, in two days. Six hours. And it was a blessing. It was fun. So I'm flying along and I kept, and I've got, I had my, I don't have a watch, so I had a phone up there. And I kept saying, well, man, we're making good time. It's only quarter to eight. We're making good time. It's only 10 minutes after eight. Well, here's what happened. We are in central, central time and I knew that. So I kept subtracting an hour. But when I got off the plane, my phone had already subtracted the hour. So I was supposed to quit at 9, and I said, well, we're going to quit early. I quit at 5 minutes to 10. <laughs> and everybody said something afterwards. And nobody said something. I said, why do you say something? We took a break. I said, I said 7.30, let's take a break. Well, it was 8.30. You, th- you thought somebody said, well, why take a break now? We only got a half hour to go. But they didn't. So it was either, it was either that good, or they were that polite. <laughs> I don't know which, which it was, so... One night I was up here talking about when, when uh, uh, George Washington was president and, and did all that unconstitutional stuff during the Civil War. Now, if you're not laughing, you should have paid more attention in school. <laughs> but but nobody, nobody said a thing. They just went right on like, just humor the old guy. <laughs> He's just doing good to be here. So. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Isaiah 60, verse 16. If I, if I could hear better, I'd know who said that, and I'd go after him. <laughs> Was that Levi? <laughs> Let me tell you this mother-in-law joke I heard <laughs> from Levi. <laughs> Isaiah, Isaiah 60, verse 16. All right, what did he do? What did our Redeemer do? Thou should also suck the milk of the Gentiles, and and shalt suck the breast of kings, and thou shalt know that I, the Lord, am thy Savior and thy Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Now look, if you walk in to the, to the pawn shop, and you've got enough money to buy everything there, you are not the Redeemer of anything there unless you take action and purchase that item. Our God is strong. Our God is mighty. Our Redeemer has the power to redeem us. But what if He did not choose to do so? What if He chose to look at this fallen race of man and say, Why would I give a dime for that bunch? But He chose to exercise His power and His might and save us 
from our sin. Our Redeemer chose to be our Savior. Isn't that a blessing? Now you go down to the uh, to the um, dog pound of the Humane Society, or whatever they're calling it now, the Adoption Center. What are, what are they calling it now? And I'm telling you what, you walk down that hallway, and most of those dogs are just, oh, me, 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 pick me, pick me, pick me. There's a few of them try to tear your arm off or your leg off. I don't know why they keep them. Who in their right mind is going to take that thing home? Maybe some gambler that's got a dog fighting ring or something. I don't know. But anyway, and that's, that's you know, the Lord, He could have walked right through the kennel of this earth. And we could all just jumped up on the cage and wagged our tails and said, Take me home, take me home. He could have looked at every one of us and said, What, what do I want you for? What do, I want you, what do I want with you? I couldn't do anything with you. But our God chose... To use his power and his might and say, I'll save you, I'll save you, I'll save you, I'll save you. What a blessing. Now, how did he do it? It wasn't easy. Look at Colossians chapter 1. Come on, everybody turn there. Colossians chapter 1. Need you see this. Don't take my word for it. Colossians chapter number 1. You go to that pawn shop, you say, I want that guitar. I want that bicycle. One with a motor on it. Looks like it used to belong to Joe. And they're going to say, well, it doesn't matter if you, doesn't matter if you want it. You've got to be able to pay for it. And the Lord said, I'll save those sinners. <laughs> but what a price. What a price was demanded. The Bible says in Colossians 1.14, In whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Now, listen, if you walk in that pawn shop and you say, I'm redeeming that, and you walk out without paying anything for it, you're a criminal. You've got to pay something. And, and there was a payment required by God the Father before our souls could be saved. Sin had to be paid for. And the price that had to be paid was innocent blood. And only Jesus Christ had innocent blood. And he was willing to redeem us through his blood. Isn't that amazing? That God would pay that for me. That God would pay that for, for you. We are, we have redemption through his blood. Look at 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter number 1. Present truth for the one body, matching Colossians chapter 1, 1 Peter 1, Colossians 1, they're a perfect match. 1 Peter 1, verse 18. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received my tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Now look at that. This tells me two things. First of all, it tells me how great was my sin debt. If I had all the gold in this earth, it couldn't pay my sin debt. If I had all the silver and all the gold in this earth, it couldn't pay my sin debt. That's, that's a steep price. That's what God required. Something, something more valuable than all the gold and all the silver. Well, what was it? 
the most precious commodity there ever was. Now, why is gold more valuable than silver? There's less of it. Why is silver more valuable than copper? There's not much silver. Why is copper more valuable than dirt? Because there's more dirt than there is copper. What is the rarest thing there has ever been on this earth? Sinless blood. There's only been one man walked this earth with sinless blood. Jesus Christ. And that's the price that was required. That's how great the price of sin had become in the eyes of God. Now here's the next overwhelming. This overwhelming. Every one of us has looked at something in our life and said, I'd like to have that. And then we've looked at the price and said, I don't want it that much. Isn't that right? Instead, you've got the car that you have. <laughs> or the husband that you have. Or the whatever you just said here. <laughs> That's not the one I wanted, but it's the only one I could afford. Okay? So we've all done it. We've all seen something and said, and said, I'd like to have that. That price is too high. Now you think about this. Jesus Christ looked at you and he looked at me and said, I'd like to redeem that. And God the Father said, you know, that's a sinner. And the price I require to redeem a sinner is the precious blood of an innocent lamb. And Jesus Christ thought you were worth it. Isn't that amazing? He said, if, if that's right, I'll pay it. Now there's nobody, there's nobody that's ever known you, there's nobody that's ever known me that would pay that price. But Jesus, I'll pay it. If that's what it costs, I'll pay that price. Isn't that amazing? And that's why the Bible can say, now this, this is God's reckoning. What shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? God counts your soul, my soul, more valuable, not just than the gold, not just than the silver, but than the whole world. Now, that's all good stuff. How about a little preaching right in the middle of it? Can we, can we work a little preaching in there right in the middle of it? When people pass you on the street or people work beside you or, or, or stand beside you, and, uh, do you see their worth to God? Are they just tall, short, thin, heavy, black, white, old, young? That person that I may or may not feel like witnessing to, or that person that I may or may not have a real desire to hand them a gospel tract, that person is more valuable to God than everything else I'm looking at. The inmate, the drug addict. Their soul is worth more to God than the whole world. That feeble old, old man or old lady in that chair in that nursing home, that, that rebellious kid lives down the street, that soul is more valuable to God than the whole world. Well, it's hard to see it like he does, isn't it? I'm glad he saw it that way. I, I, I hope he'll put more in my heart to, to see people as, as God sees them. Revelation chapter 5. Revelation chapter 5. So, when we have redemption through His blood, 
We are redeemed with the precious blood of the Lamb. Now let's take a peek into heaven and, and have a look at our future. The Bible says in verse number 9, And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood. Out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation and hast made us unto our God kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, the beasts, the elders, the number of them ten thousand times ten thousand, thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb. You know why everybody's praising Jesus Christ in heaven? Because he redeemed us by his blood. Now it's great that he healed people, but that don't get you to heaven. And it's great that he fed hungry people, that doesn't get you to heaven. It's great that he taught great truths for living, that doesn't get you to heaven. I'm glad, I'm glad he redeemed us by his blood. You know, I've been a couple of places in the last uh, few months where they actually still have old style Christian radio stations. And, and back when I first got saved, some of you first got saved, 50s, 60s, 70s, I got saved uh, late 70s. Back, back when you got saved, you went to radio programs called the Gospel Hour, the Old Time Gospel Hour, the Radio Bible Hour. You know what they're called now? Power for Living, Insight for Living, um, ten, 10 Ways to a Better You, all this kind of. Listen, it's, and nobody's denying that there aren't some things in the Bible to help you be a better person. That's not going to get anybody to heaven. And maybe you could make every day a Friday. Just get your teeth whitened and capped and enlarged and get a perm and smile and the whole world will smile with you. I mean, and life might be better, but this world needs the gospel. This world needs to know about the blood of Jesus Christ. And that's, man, you're not hearing much of that nowadays. All right. So, he, he saves, he redeems by his blood. Isn't that wonderful? Now, what else does he do? Let's go back to Isaiah 41. Isaiah 41. Now, I have a reference here that you probably aren't going to have in your Bible. Proverbs 78. Anybody here got Proverbs 78? That's the amplified version. (laughs) Isaiah 41. Maybe that's Psalm 78. What do you think? Uh, Yeah, there we go. Psalm 78, verse 35. All right, Isaiah 41, 14. Our Redeemer. Fear not, thou worm, Jacob. What a way to talk to people. And ye men of Israel, I will help thee, saith the Lord, and thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Isn't that a blessing? Now, we got some young people uh, come to church. Uh, Christopher's here this morning. He's studying to be a doctor. Uh, uh, young Mr. Wright's here this evening. He's studying to be an airline pilot, some kind of airline thing. I mean, you, you, that, those, that's not dummy. You know what? If you become a, a, a top-of-the-line surgeon or you become a, an, an ace pilot, do you know all it takes, a couple little germs, and you're, you're 
calling up and saying, I'm sorry, I can't come into work today. You just laid out, you just laid out there in the bed. You just, you're just as weak and frail and helpless as somebody who's illiterate. Isn't that right? Well, I got a PhD. No matter if you've got a PhD, you get stomach flu. <laughs> You'll be begging God to take it away, just like the person never went to school. I'm telling you, compared to God, we are worms, and it doesn't get any better. We will soon be food for worms. And yet the Lord stops to help us. Now, my wife, she's, I started to say she's a girl. That, that used to go without saying, but, but nowadays you might have to clarify that. My wife is a, is a, a female, a woman, a girl. And so she looks at life, life a little different than I do. But I'll come up here in the mornings and, and there'll be all these earthworms that come up out of the grass and up on the sidewalk. And she'll try to push them back in the grass so the bird doesn't get them. I'm thinking that's what God put them there for, so the birds to eat. Should have stayed in the grass where they belong. <laughs> like, oh, we got to help them. And these people, you know, if it wouldn't run my insurance rates up, if you make me slam on my brakes because some dumb bird walked out in the road, <laughs> I've got to risk my family's life. But, but my wife's like, oh, slow, 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 stop, stop, stop. It's in the yard. Well, it might cross the road and get in the... Everybody's different, you know, and I, I'm glad she's merciful and she wishes I was and all that sort of thing. But you know what? God, God, he looks down from heaven and what must I look like on the concrete when I'm supposed to be in the grass, walking out in the road when I'm supposed to be in the bushes, right? I mean, I'm always in the wrong place. I'm always doing the wrong thing. What's a worm, what's a worm going to do in the concrete? Get off of concrete. But the worm don't have any sense. And the Lord said, well, what are, you, what are you doing on booze? You don't have any sense. <laughs> what are you doing on Channel 4? You don't have any sense. What are you, what's wrong with you? And yet, you know what he does? He helps little worms. We get in the wrong place. He puts us back where we belong. And we get out where we can get hurt. And he makes everybody stop so we can get on back where we belong. And he just, he helps us. And we're no more valuable. I mean, look, you just, it's just amazing. What is my relative value in comparison to Jesus Christ? Not as much as a worm's relative value in relation to a human. Sorry, all you evolutionist environmentalists, but that's just how it is. Somebody gets hurt, they call an ambulance, take them to the hospital. Uh, a worm gets cut in half out there in the parking lot. Well, I shouldn't say anything. Pretty soon they will be taken to the Sea World, to the Worm Rehab Center, and all that. <laughs> Get all the school kids out when they turn the worm back out into the wild. Now, <laughs> better be careful. Who knows how far this thing's going to go? Did you ever read that report? Those, those school kids, was it California or Oregon? California, they, they, they found this baby seal, you know, and it was orphaned, and they, they nursed it, and they raised it, and they took care of it, and it finally got old enough to turn out in the wild, they took all the school kids out there, and they turned that seal loose, and this killer whale came up and swallowed it, right, <laughs> right in front of all those school kids, man, just... <laughs> every now and then God shows up, and just says, <laughs> I'm, I'm still here. 
Hey, kids, guess what? That's what God made those little seals for. <laughs> Keep Shamu happy. <laughs> All right, Psalm 78. Psalm C, it's stuff like that. At the pastor, we were riding airport yesterday, and he said, well, so how many people attend your church? And, and um, I, I said, well, you know, about this many and sometimes that many and maybe the other many. And he said, oh, brother, he said, I thought, I thought you'd have a huge church. And I said, if I would stick with my notes, we would. <laughs> but it's when I get off and start taking shots that the whole thing just kind of, the air goes out of the balloon. <laughs> All right, Psalm 78, verse 35. And they remembered that God was their rock, and the high God their Redeemer. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad? The Lord, the Lord is the high God. He's our Redeemer. And we might forget that He's our Redeemer. But He never forgets that we have been redeemed. By his blood. Sometimes I've wandered out, the enemies get too close, I gotta run back into that rock, but the rock is always right there, the Redeemer. Thank God for it. Now, what'll he do in the future? Isaiah 59 and Job 19. Isaiah 59 and Job chapter 19. Isaiah 59, Job 19. All right, Job 19, 25. I know that my Redeemer liveth. Do you know that? Do you have a Redeemer? Do you know that He lives? And that He shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. Praise God. The Redeemer came once to shed His blood. He's going to come again to establish His kingdom. Isaiah 59. Isaiah 59 and verse 20. And the Redeemer shall come to Zion. And unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob, saith the Lord. So, the Redeemer, He is strong. He is mighty. He is the only true God. He is the Creator. He is holy. He is eternal. The Redeemer saves. He saves by His blood. The Redeemer helps. And He does so by His power. And the Redeemer shall return to earth. Praise the Lord. All right, one more verse. Psalm number 19. Psalm number 19. What should be our response to all of this? Psalm 19, verse 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Everything I say, everything I think, and everything I do should be done to please my Redeemer. Amen. Everything you say, everything you think, everything you do, should be done to please your Redeemer. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart 
Be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Praise the Lord. Father, thank you for the Bible. Thank you for your Son, whom it reveals to our hearts. Help us to love him, honor him, live in a way that pleases him, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.